Hi, my name is Jenny Donnelly. Thank you so much for joining me for this week, Rain and Rest. We are on week 27. We are going to week 31. So we're just five weeks out from Her Voice National Conference. And I'm so excited about it. We are going to have 500 adult women tickets sold. In fact, we're only about 40 tickets away from that 500, believe it or not. So get your ticket. Do not delay. Go to hervoicemovement.com and grab your ticket. It is going to be completely focused on equipping, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And the word that has been inside of me so strongly is the word interface. All right. So imagine that if you're an iPhone user and I hand you an Android and I just say, okay, here's this phone, go ahead and send me a text. If I were handed an Android, I'd be like, uh, not sure how to use this. I don't know how to interface with this. And so this is what God shared with me. He said that we as the body of Christ are going to learn how to interface with the world. How are we going to hand people the gospel and they receive it? They're able to interface with us. And so this equipping conference is going to be focused on that, sending you back into the world that you live in, the world that you work in, the world that you do life with. And God is going to send you equipped so that you can interface with the world. We have Stacy Campbell coming, who is a prophet. She has a prophetic school. It's going to be so incredible to have her. We have Cindy McGill from Dallas, Texas. She's an incredible evangelist, and she's also running in the prophetic. She has a new book out called Words That Work. And then we have Pastor Clyde Lewis. We have Pastor Christine Baker. And we have, of course, Pastor Callie Shipp, Cindy Mooring. And we're going to be going through a lot of different workshops. The workshops are going to be anything from worship to prophetic painting. We have a prophetic painter coming who's going to teach a workshop in that. We're also going to be having a workshop for writing and publishing. So many of you, God wants you to interface with the world through writing and you just don't know where to start you don't know how to publish your book you're just not even sure how that even works and so we're going to do a workshop on that and we're also going to have a workshop on marketplace ministry what does that mean that is god giving you the gospel to take out into your workplace into your business and you being able to give people what they are desperately looking for which is the father Okay, and we can do that through our businesses and through the marketplace. And so there's so much more to it. I want to move on with what we're talking about today in Rain and Rest. But this conference is going to be like none other. Come and be equipped and you'll be sent home different. You'll be sent home feeling like, man, I just feel like I have so much to offer. And lastly, I'll share this with you. To live a prophetic lifestyle. That is how you want to go about your life. You want to live prophetically. What does that mean? That means that when you are interfacing with your world, you wake up in the morning and you think, wow, I can feel something in the atmosphere and I need to interface with my kids and I can feel the spirit of God tell me, hey, this is the direction I want you to go today. And then you are at work and you are interfacing with somebody in a work project and the Holy Spirit comes in and you hear his voice say, hey, I want you to bring this up. Hey, ask them about this in their life. And you are prophetically moving through your day in such a way that people begin to open up. They begin to become vulnerable. They begin to become influenced by the love of God that is powerfully coming out of you because when we are moving prophetically, there is power coming out of us. We're not just talking, we're not just saying words, but the Spirit of God is leading us into um, uh, their pain possibly. 
We're able to interface with their pain. We're able to interface with the needs they have. We're able to stop and say, hey, can I pray for you? It sounds like this is an area that has been hard for you. Can I pray with you? And so you guys, it's going to be incredible, but we want you there. We don't want you to miss this. It's July 8th, 9th, and 10th, and it's only five weeks away. We don't have that many seats left. Please hurry and get your ticket, hervoicemovement.com. Okay, so moving on today with Rain and Rest, this week we're really talking about warfare, and we're going to talk about it next week as well. And this month in my family, it's been a month of warfare. And what do I mean by that? I mean just different things happening, but really my son, I'll just start there. My son has an incredible gift. Um, He has a a prophetic gift that involves seeing. If you've heard the term that people are seers, that's what I'm talking about. But he has seen the demonic. He has seen angels. And he's coming into his gift of being able to see, but he's also finding his legs, so to speak. He's finding his grounding in his authority in Christ. And so we're really in this training mode with him. So here he goes to bed at night and all of a sudden he feels this, you know, and he can hear things and see things that are starting to shake him up and starting to make him feel, ooh, that's really intimidating. And he's coming and getting me, mom, I need help with this. And so I'm walking him through spiritual warfare. And the first thing that we have to understand with spiritual warfare is that we do not warfare without a love affair. And that's something that's very challenging to teach a 16 year old is like, okay, so son, you're just going to be thinking about Jesus. You're going to put your affection on Jesus. And I've had to say things like, you know, you can put your affection on a car. You can put your affection on a game that you want to buy through Xbox. You can put your affection on a girl, right? That happens, right? Um, You can put your affection on your mom, (laughs) but you want to start beginning to direct your affection to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and practicing the practice of affection, placing your affection on the Father. And when we do that, it's like we're leaning into the Father. And I want you to imagine this. When my children come close to me and they grab me, especially my little ones and even up to my 13-year-old, actually even my son will do this too. Actually, all of them do this. Praise God. They all come and they put their arms around me. But the closer they come to me, the safer they are. Okay, the more they're protected they are because they're with me, right? And so that's what we're doing. We're just coming into this awareness of his presence because his presence is already with us. It's not like we're trying to get his presence and we're pulling him from heaven to come be with us. He's already with us, but there's something about becoming aware of it. And then our heart comes into this place of rest and then we can rest. We can rest. And did you know that rest is a place where the enemy cannot touch you. When you're in so much rest because you're just with God and you love him and you just want to be with him and you adore him, you feel so safe and so secure. You're under the shadow of his wing. The enemy is like, oh, it's really hard freaking her out. I'm really trying to instill fear here. I'm really trying to get her to shut down and shut up, but I can't because she's so closely aware that the father is with her that she's too tight with him. She's too aware of his presence. And so because she's so aware of his presence, I just can't get to her. I can't get her goat. I can't push her buttons. And so being in this place of rest where we can put our affection and our worship on him is a place of warfare. I can promise you that. 
But one of the things that we're moving into with my family, with my kids, and especially with my son, since we're right on top of this thing with him, like he, he can't go to bed at night without this training. Like he's not at a place where he has that luxury anymore. He has to pick up the word of God. So we open up the word. And of course I pray for him. Of course I'm casting out demons. Yes, we cast demons out of our kids. That's right. Just like I cast demons out of me and I cast demons out of anybody that's being tormented by the devil. He's trespassing. And Mark 16 says it, that we're going to cast demons out of people. That's what we're going to do. We're believing believers. Hallelujah for that authority. And so if the devil is picking on you or the devil's picking on your kids, tell them to go in Jesus' name. All right. So we did all that. We prayed. He felt absolute freedom. He said that something bursted off of his heart that was dark and he went into repentance. He went into confession, but mainly he went into forgiving people that had hurt him. Guess who those people were? Mom and dad. Big shocker, right? If you are parents, you should really know this and be okay with it. That because you're not Jesus, there is somewhere where your child maybe has perceived or in reality, you failed them somewhere. You know what? That's okay. It's okay because they need to go to the cross. They need to grab a hold of the love of God, their real father, and get their identity in him and get their affection from him and get their perfection from him and then forgive, just forgive. And so we walked my son through that, forgiving me, forgiving his dad. And he forgave a friend that the Holy Spirit brought up to him that he said, wow, I didn't realize I even had any unforgiveness for him. And he brought um, forgiveness for him. And it was amazing. And then we opened the Bible and we opened up to Psalm 91 and we're going to go there right now. And then we're going to continue talking about this next week as we move into the final weeks of rain and rest. And I hope that you've enjoyed this. I've really enjoyed rain and rest. I've really enjoyed coming with a teaching for you um, every single week. And we don't know what we're going to do after her voice. We'll do something maybe a little bit different. We'll see what the Holy Spirit has, but I hope you finish strong with us over the next five weeks. But let's read Psalm 91. This is what I had him read that first night where he felt unsafe. He felt like, whoa, something's happening here. And I was saying, son, you have all authority to stand on both feet and tell the enemy exactly the truth. And the truth is already written in the word of God. And my son is introvert. He's like his dad. He doesn't think out loud. He thinks silently. And I told him, I said, you lose the luxury of thinking your way through a storm. You just can't do that. You can't think your way out of this. You're going to have to use your mouth because I want to say this again. And you, you followed me on fire hour this week. I said it multiple times because I want you to understand what the devil's objective is. It's to shut you down and shut you up. Okay. Shut you down, which will shut you up. Okay. That's what he wants to do. How does he want to do it? Any way that works. Any way that he can, he doesn't care. He wants to shut you down and shut you up. So what do we do to shut him down and shut him up? We have to shout him out. That's what we got to do with the word of God. And so I had my son take this and I'm, I'm talking about my son because I want you to know here is this boy that's just turning into a young man who just is like, whoa, whoa, what's this? I'm just trying to be a kid who's hanging out with my friends, trying to finish school this year, trying to be a you know good son to my parents. I'm loving Jesus the best I can. What is this hell that's been unleashed over me? 
And why is the devil tormenting me? Why am I seeing things and I can't turn this thing off? And I'm like, no, son, you have full authority, but it starts with the word of God. It is not a self-help book. It is not trying to cheer him up and tell him how great he is. No, I tell him, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. But this word is your sword. So he pulled out the word of God and we read Psalm 91. Actually, we didn't read Psalm 91. He read Psalm 91. Okay. It was him because it's, it's his battle to fight. It's his training. And so when he read this out loud, I said, how do you feel? And he said, completely free. Like the atmosphere broke. And all he did was read something aloud. And I asked him to read it in authority. I asked him to read it with some authority. All right. You know, if, if somebody came next to me, actually this happened in high school, somebody drove up next to me and my sister were driving. My sister's driving crazy, you know, like you do in high school. And hopefully your kids don't drive crazy in high school, but my sister and I, especially my sister, <laughs> she was a little more wild than I was, but driving a little crazy. And somebody reached out their window that did not have a light on the top of their car. They were not in a, um, a authority vehicle. They weren't in a police car. And they were yelling, citizens arrest, pull over, pull over, citizens arrest. And I was like, are you gonna pull over? And she was like, nope. I'm not pulling over. They're not a cop, right? So this is what I told my son. I was like, you got to get in there. Like there is a new sheriff in town. Okay. You got to pull up the word of God and say it like you mean it because you do. Right. And when we say the word of God, we're actually resounding the word of God back to him. Do you remember that lesson we had a couple weeks ago where we're resounding back the word of God? This isn't just words coming out of a person's vocal cords. What we are doing is we are saying what heaven has already said. Okay, we are resounding a sound, which is where the power comes from. The authority comes from the word of God out of our mouth. So let's read this. I declare this over your family. If you want to repeat after me, if you want to pull out your Bible, I'm in the Passion Translation. And we're just going to agree right now that this entire word is over your family, over your life, over your finances, over your business, over your emotions, over your mind, over your marriage, over your relationships. It's over every part of your life. And the enemy has no place. He has no place. He has no access to you because you are covered in the blood of Jesus. So let's say this together. Psalm 91, safe and secure. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence. See right there, what we were doing is we were establishing God as God, not money, not fame, not our dreams, not even our family can be our God, not even our, our, you know, our vision board. That doesn't get to be our God. Who is God? God himself. So we start with, hey, listen, God is on the throne. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. We don't have very much confidence if anything else is our God, right? So we can come into warfare with confidence because we serve God and God alone. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. Amen. And he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. 
His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Amen. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover. All right, this is that place of affection. I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help, get this, every time you pray. That's good news right there. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray and you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hem, Excuse me, not a hem. He is not a hem, although he hems us in. This says, hero, I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Amen. And when you say that out loud and you go throughout your house, go to your kitchen, go to your bedroom, go to the bathroom, go into your kids' rooms and declare the word of God over the spaces in your home. And maybe even now you felt something just come and just lock in for you. Maybe you felt the angels come around you with their shields and just come to protect you. I just want you to get spiritually dressed in the morning, okay? We would never walk out of our house without our clothes on, hello. But you know what? A lot of us are forgetting that we have this awesome word of God to clothe ourselves in protection with the word of God, which is irrefutable unshakable. The word of God is irrefutable and unshakable. So just get it out of your mouth. Some of you are experiencing some weariness in the last week. You've had a really heavy week. You have a lot going on and you kind of think, man, I think it's probably just from the load of my week. Maybe you're moving. Maybe you're doing something in your job that's just required extra hours, or maybe your kids had a lot going on with graduation and school ending, and you just kind of feel exhausted and that happens physically, but I just want you to also be super aware and super keen on this, that the enemy can ride in on fatigue and then begin to oppress us in that little space. And so I just want you to pull the word of God out, get some rest, get some extra hours of sleep, right? Do those things. And then spiritually strengthen your inner man, strengthen your spirit man through the word of God and make sure that you don't give the enemy place to come in and squish you in any area, don't let him shut you down and don't let him shut you up. Open your mouth, open your Bible and declare the word of God. All right, you guys got this. This is super simple stuff. In Jesus name, be blessed and highly favored. Amen. We'll see you next week.